Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast from Pastor Sean. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. I want to tell you as I get into this that I split this message up. I had... uh a real clear vision on what the Lord wanted me to say through this Joshua series. And I've been doing it all the way up through last week when it culminated in our move message that we, we saw it's time to say goodbye. And I told you that today we were going to be talking about um, the second part or the ending of that series called The Center of My Life. And I told you that I was going to share with you that thing that's in the center of our lives that we need to say goodbye to. It's time to say goodbye to mm, at the center of your life. I was going to share what mine is, but I tell you, after yesterday, there were so many things that were so clear to me that I I cannot let it go, and I don't want to wait two weeks to get to it, so I want to take some opportunity now to talk about it. I think it's really important. I want to share with you, let me see here, do I have, I have it right here. Yeah, I do. You know, this says this. It says, then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. All the people, the the leaders and the smart church people and the pastors and the Pharisees and the priests, they all got together. We've been talking a lot about priests in Joshua. We've been talking about those priests. And remember what we said. It took, not Joshua, it took some other group of people to take the Ark of the Covenant and step foot into the Jordan River. They had to be the one to step foot in the Jordan River when it was raging, when it was flood levels, when it was scary, when it was something they didn't want to do, when they had to leave behind their home, leave behind their comfort. They had to walk through the Jordan River. They had to carry the presence of God, and they had to do it. What do those people look like? Why are they special? Why are they different? They look like the 38 people you saw on the stage right here. But I tell you, centuries later, all the religious leaders start to argue again and say, no, no, who's the real priest? Who are the real leaders? What should they be wearing? What authority should they be giving? And look what Jesus says. He says in Luke 22, verse 25, in this world, the kings and great men lord over their people. And yet somehow they're still called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those of you who are the greatest among should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. 27, who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves them? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. Church, but not here. Jesus says, for I am among you and one who serves. Church, the point here is you cannot separate Christianity or Christians from service. If you don't serve, you're not a Christian. The fundamental basis of Christianity is about what God has given to us, what Jesus Christ demonstrated through his giving of his life and asked us to do the same, to give forgiveness to give love, to give of our finances, to give of our time, to give blessing. And one of the highest forms of giving is servitude, servant leaders. Church, and I tell you, I know I'm speaking to a church who serves. I know many of you who weren't up here serve an awful lot in the church. By our count, over 80% 
of our church members also serve in the church in some capacity. That number is outrageous. It's why we can do so much with just about 100 people. And on behalf of Kingsway, on behalf of the leadership team, I thank you. And I tell you, don't forget, no matter how amazing Kingsway becomes, how good it looks, no matter what's taking place here that looks good or doesn't look good, your responsibility in your Christian walk is to find a way to serve. Find your way. It may be a Bible study. It may be moving down a tree, cleaning out a window, wiping down a, a piece of molding. It may be helping me take some trash out. It may be helping me organize. It may be taking the dirty water that Jen was accumulating from the steamer and dumping it. And if you can't do those things, fine. It may be picking up a phone call and helping us pray, filling out the prayer cards for the week, telling people we miss them. There are so many areas to serve. You have no excuse. In fact, Jesus Christ is the same thing. He says, for they are without excuse. You need to be serving. It is a full representation of who you are in Christ. Amen? How do I know that? Well, Jesus Christ said it in big yellow words on the screen. But besides those words, it goes right back to Joshua. And I want you to turn now. You can go to Joshua chapter 2. Well, here we go. This is what we've been preaching on. A lot of Joshua chapter 3. Actually, I want you to Joshua chapter 1. Forgive me. Joshua chapter 1. We've been preaching out of Joshua chapter 3 and crossing the Jordan. Everything that means. Now I'm in Joshua chapter 1 because I couldn't leave this, this series without talking about this point. And yesterday it became so clear about how evident it is at Kingsway. So if we go to Joshua chapter 1, we're going to see. And remember, for those of you who, who don't remember Joshua, this is the people have left out of Egypt. They've hung out in the wilderness for 40 years, circling, 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 right? They're supposed to go to the promised land, can't quite get there. You know, all the people thinking of you know, Moses, the greatest leader of all times, even greater than Abraham, is going to lead us into the promised land. 40 years later, some people are scratching their heads, said, really, are you going to do this thing or not? The answer is no. He passes away. What do you think the people were thinking then? How many pastors before me have left? How many of you thought, what are we going to do then? Kingsway is doing something new. Last week we learned we can't do something new unless we leave the old by definition. The moment you leave where you are, you're doing something new. New. And if you're at a place that you don't want to be, you need to move to the place where God has you. Amen? Amen. Well, that message is on the podcast. Listen to it. God said that to speak it, I didn't know what I was saying half the time, but some of you said it was the one thing you needed to hear all year. I encourage you to listen to that podcast. But you go back to Joshua 1 now, and you find out what, what actually happened. What was the context of this? And I, I want to read it here for you. It says, chapter 1, verse 1. It says, after the death of Moses... The Lord's servant. Huh. There's that, that, that servant leader again. It's right there. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua. It's the Joshua's son, Moses' assistant. So even Joshua was a servant of a servant. He was an assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant, is, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. Now, that's the New Living Translation, but you can go to any version you want. It's the same thing. I want you to focus on that first verse. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua's son, the son of Nun, Moses, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now, why would you focus on death on a Sunday morning service, especially one where we're supposed to talk about freedom? Do you know that in many times, death is required for freedom? My brother here over here was showing me his tie. has an eagle on it. On one hand, there's a fig leaf that represents freedom. In the other hand, or arrows or a sword. Yes, we believe in freedom, but we're willing to fight for it. And all through Scripture you see this. In order for God to set us free, it required Jesus to die. It's the way of sin. It's the way that it has to be. There is death in order for freedom. Moses had to die. Do you get that? For them to go to the promised land. He wasn't the one to lead them. It had to be a new vision. It had to be a new people group. They had their calling. They had their way. They also had their mistakes. And those needed to pass away. The focus is on death. And by the way, there is death that's important for you and I to have freedom today. Not death of our physical body. But you know what needs to die? The Bible says we need to be dead to sin. We need to kill all the sin in our lives ask for forgiveness over, and then return not to it. You see, if we sin, we can't walk into the promised land. We can't have what God has for us. We may have it for a moment, but itself will be temporal. We need to get the sin out of our homes and out of our lives for good in Jesus' name. Amen. I have somebody saying amen to that. Let's look at this next one. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I have given them. This is going to be a short message, so I want you to get to a really simple, simple point. The focus here is on the time is right now, and the focus is on you. So if the past is the past and today is today, who is going to lead us into our next vision? Who is going to lead us into our promised land? Who is going to lead us into what Kingsway is here for, the mantle it has for people to be saved, for people's lives to be transformed, for this community to see what Kingsway is all about, for this community to have us reach our hands, feet, and ears into it? Who are those people going to be? Because for too long, many of you people, and when I say you, I include myself, sat on those pews and said, yeah, it's the guy up there is going to do it. That guy? He's going to do it? I want to see him because when that guy gets up there and he's able to do all this stuff, sure, I'll get behind him too, but we've tried that. It's time now for new leaders to stand up. And those leaders are sitting on these pews. These leaders, you just saw 38 of them get off this stage. These leaders are going to be servant leaders, and they're going to be me and you, our families, our children, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, and our grandparents. We will lead this church. Amen. What is the requirement here? What is the requirement here? This is so simple. It's so basic. It's, it's almost more basic than it was last week. What is the requirement? God made it very clear. Remember the previous verse? It was focus was on death. Here, the requirement is simple. To not be dead. If you're not dead, you can do this. I mean, I'm dead serious. Let's look at it here. The point today is we must not be dead so we can lead these people. Do not think that leadership is somehow, we've talked about leadership over and over and over again. It is not relegated to the pulpit or a priesthood. Leadership is what you will be doing in your sphere of influence every day of your life. And you need to find a way to lead. If you don't know how to listen to the last four sermons, we've broke it down in great detail. But you have to first be not dead in order to do it. 
Physically, you're not dead, but you need to be not dead spiritually. This thought here has inspired something in my mind to kick off a whole series, as soon as I'm done this Joshua series, on how do you know you're part of a dead church? How do you know your church is alive? The Bible is so clear. The Bible is so clear. We need to not be dead first, though. And what we need is we need to be reborn. The Bible talks about us being reborn, church. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Transforms the renewing of our minds, church, that we can be new creations in this world. Church, the Bible says it so clearly. Look at this. It says, but because of his great love, God, who is rich in mercy, made us, say it again, made us, made us, you are alive today. In him you have being and movement. You are alive. The Holy Spirit has reborn you even in your spirit, man and woman. You are alive today. And today I am here to encourage you of this simple thought, this simple thought to get us through today. You are part of a church that is alive. Listen to me. Last service that we sat right here at the altars and we had those 40 people come up and then the Holy Spirit began to move. If you weren't in last service, listen to the podcast and see the miracles that happened last service. The Holy Spirit is moving in this church and he is moving through these people. We have had healings after healings come up. We need to get more testimonies on this pulpit of the healings that have happened in this church. The Spirit of God is moving in this church today. You can be one of them, whether I pray for you or not. Another, another thing I need to testify on, the finances of this church are simply exploding. We need to come in an extra day just to make sure we can account for everything the right way financially for this roof project. The roof project was over $300,000. There was no way we were ever going to raise enough money or save enough money to replace the roof. Since that point, you guys know where we are. We have saved an awful lot of money because of all of you donating more money than we would have ever imagined. Companies, local companies, Rosedale Roof and Corelli Incorporated, uh, the King's HVAC have donated so much to Kingsway to get this roof project started, and the finances are taking off. This church is alive. Just three weeks ago, we sat right here. We welcomed six new members in just this year. People fully committed and devout to the ministries and membership that we're doing here at Kingsway. Amen? And then the resources, church, the resources continue to pour in to this place. Resources after resources after resources. People donating equipment. People donating time. Needs are being met. I know there are stories after stories because I've been going to some of your homes. I was just in one of these Friday night till about 12 o'clock having a conversation about how God is meeting needs and what we need to do to honor him. And Miss Debbie, you and I haven't <clears throat> talked yet, but you've already told me God has started meeting your need. Right here we prayed on worship night. You weren't sure. Right here we prayed last week. You weren't sure. Right there in that lobby you told me, oh, I am sure God is meeting my need. Amen? Church recognized that God is doing an amazing work in this place. So I know that God's alive. I know his Holy Spirit's moving. I know this church is alive. And I know that there's a plenty of them committed. But the message here ends with this thought. If you and me are alive in Christ, as this verse says behind me, if we're alive in Christ, 
Does anybody else outside of this church know it? Because the Bible is so clear. It's so clear. It says, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. God has given us a clear description of what it means to be alive. The people of this church are not just volunteering. Churches do volunteer days all the time. You can come and you can serve volunteer days. What you saw on the stage here today, this work day, this was not the idea of anyone on our leadership team. As a matter of fact, we thought against it. Too much work, burn our people out. The leaders sitting on the pews came to us. The servant leader said, we need to do this, we can do it, we need to do that, we can do it, we need to do this, we can do it. The volunteers weren't just volunteering, they were creating the volunteer days. These are the opportunities that are around you. Each one of you is alive with a new idea. Each one of you is alive with a, a new breath. Each one of you is alive with new inspiration. In him, we live we move and we have our being. You need to move today outside this sanctuary. You need to move today in your families, in your communities, in your prayer life, in your worship time. You need to recognize that God has given you being. This world cannot define who you are. God has defined who you are. In him you are his being. You are his child, his son and daughter. You are a part of his royal priesthood. You are his greatest creation. He is the great I am. What do you say you are? When you walk out that door, you say, I am a servant leader and I will live for Christ and let everyone you know know about it. Church, are you with me? This is what you call a primer. It's a teaser. It's the introduction. Joshua series is about to end and we're going to start this series to make sure that Kingsway will never, ever become a dead church. When we put this roof on, it will be the final confirmation that Kingsway 2.0 is here to stay for a very long time. He has given us the priesthoods that we need and the servants we need to carry that Ark of the Covenant across this Jordan River to get to the other side. And as we do this, we will make permanent residence in this community. We will look different. We will minister differently, we will grow differently, and we will give glory to God on high. Amen? We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Sean. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.